Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to our, our friendly, friendly world. world. Your host, Matt, and his, well, guest host. No, kidding. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm your host, Fawn. This is my cohort. What's your name? Uh, Matt. Say your name. <laughs> Remember back in the martial arts days while we were, oh no, you weren't there in that school. <clears throat> Lord have mercy. No, no, no. Peace. Right. Say my name. Say my name. Anyway. Welcome to our show. I am, obviously, we already said who I am. Never mind. So we just recorded 12 minutes of show, and it was brilliant, and we realized we didn't have the mic on. So hello, the mic is on. Ding, ding, ding. Our show today is about effort. Effort? What's that? The effort I just spent 12 <laughs> minutes talking about stuff, and now I'm tired. Anyway, why But people, wait, aren't what? we so busy? Stop it. You're getting ahead of me now. Oh, sorry. So Effort? Why people don't follow through. Why don't we follow through? This is regarding friendship. This is regarding our dreams in life, our goals in life, our health, all the things that needs some action, some movement. What is it that stops us from doing certain things? Obviously, we're talking about friendship. Sure. Everything is related. So what I was saying before was... Stop. <laughs> And by the way, we are sequestered. What's the word? Sequestered or sequestered? Turd. Turd. Sequestered. Turd. Turd. In the corner of our bedroom, so the sound is off. It's it's really echoey in here. It's a minimalistic room. There's a lot of echo. The it's a very hot day. We bought a tiny air conditioning unit that's very noisy. And we move it from room to room. And right now it's in the living room. The washing machine is on. The kids are on. Kids are wicked on. Yeah, it's been a day. We had... I, first of all, I have uh, a confession. Um, so when you went to bed last night... Yes. We, the kids and I were watching the History Channel. <laughs> and you guys were up like super late, right? Oh my God. So then at 11, Daphne calls me. And I had just fallen asleep on the couch while the girls were like glued to the TV. We were talking there. It was a show about the moon. And um, it was kind of scary, but very exciting. Anyway, Daphne calls at 11. I go into the other room so we could have a talk. The girls were so loud at 11.59. So loud. And then I don't know what they were fighting over but then they started to yell at each other so then i yelled at them from across the apartment to be quiet because i couldn't move the phone i was like in the corner of the room anyway they all i know is they finally went to bed at eleven fifty-nine. i like forced them to go in bed i was up with daphne for we had a Daphne recorded the phone call. I mean, she didn't record the phone call. She was just uh, managing the time. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh my God, we've been on the phone. We were on the phone for four hours and 26 minutes. So wait, you were up until 4 a.m.? 
Um, it was 3.26 when we got off the phone. And, um, yeah, so I had to have some coffee. So that's the confession. Anyway, oh, back to the show. <laughs> Don't know what that has to do with eat for effort. Uh, excuse me. It takes effort to talk to a friend for four <laughs> Actually, it was effortless. It was so good. I feel like when I talk to certain friends, we are saving the world. We're trying to figure stuff out. Like, what is going on? What is going on? There are swarms of, of locusts and fires and so much injustice and viruses and oh my gosh what what the anyway effort why is it that people don't follow through their biggest desires um they don't take charge of their health you know um i've been listening to several people for for many years one of them is carolyn mace and she would talk about you know, people would come up to her with, I use the word, you know, so much. It's so annoying. She sees a lot of different people she used to help. Like they have problems, health problems. And to say, Hey, you can fix this by doing this, this change, this minor change will greatly influence and have you get over this problem. But people won't do it. People won't choose to perhaps stop the smoking or drop the chips and have more vegetables but i like chips have fruits you can have chips but you know what i'm saying just a simple change eat some water rich foods or something simple right getting up and maybe going for a walk or taking 15 minutes to just breathe even breathing techniques, just to take five breaths, sometimes just the effort of doing that, people don't do it. Why is that? A few years ago, I remember looking into financial stuff. I wanted to learn more. And I was listening to this financial expert say something like, um, it's interesting that wealthier people tend to invest money, not because they have more money to invest, but people who don't have money don't invest like even if you put 25 cents away they won't even do that why is that it's not because they can't it's because they don't feel optimistic about the future see now i would paint it subtly differently because <clears throat> i was actually in the room when a friend of mine was diagnosed as having diabetes and did he change his diet nah not really um and I'll say from the male perspective, it's because we don't want to we don't want to acknowledge that things have taken a turn for the worse in the case of diabetes. But we don't want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, we're not who we thought we were. And on some level, I think in many cases, we're a lot happier in the short term, certainly not the long term, <clears throat> uh, floating down the river of denial. Yeah, but you're stuck. In a situation that's not good. But much like there's a there's a random story where four people are stuck in hell, but then they find out that the and like almost like in a, a hotel room situation, but they're in a room and the door and they discover that the door is unlocked and open and everybody stays the heck in the room because better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. Wow. Yeah. So many references today. Look at me. Every day. 
all day, every day. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, from the male perspective, as a male, I must be in control of everything at all times. And I, it's, it's, and of course, it's even worse for me as a programmer, but I, I need control over certain things, period. And, you know, for me to acknowledge maybe a change in diet or whatever, all of a sudden I'm, I'm no longer in control of that. And it's, it's a question of I need to figure out what the new level of control looks like, and maybe I'm not comfortable with that. I was just talking to a, another friend this morning, Angela, and we were talking about this podcast, and I told her how many we've already recorded. And she's like, well, I want to hear that. I want to hear them. How come they're not out yet? Huh. I'm like, well. She's like, isn't it funny? You just told me you're doing a show today about effort, and here you are. And Slacker. it's true. And it, and another thing she pointed out is that it's about judgment. Because she, she said, why why are you why are you procrastinating? Actually, getting the podcast published out in the world. And I told her I feel terrified of um, the judgment I'm gonna get. Because uh, I have sound, I have too many ums, and th I've never done this before. What if they think this stinks and it's terrible? But that's the other thing. It's judgment, right? The fear of being judged. Why don't we hang out with people? Why? Why? Is why don't it... we show them our authentic selves? Oh my God! Yeah, totally. And that's that's the problem because people don't really say how they feel. Like in the 12 minutes we thought we were uh, talking into the mic and the mic was off, we were talking about, what was it we were talking about? The word busy. It's a four-letter word I hate. It's an, an F-U word for me. When I hear busy, I get, that's like a deal breaker. Immediately my guard goes up when I hear people say I'm busy. And I was um, talking about recently, I started a little friendly group with some friends. We decided to think about what goals we have and what we want to create or we're giving us ourselves 21 days in which to do that and we decided to use the Deepak Chopra program of abundance and so we call up we text our friends and we 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 hold each other accountable and every day there's like a 15 minute meditation to do and you write in your notebook basically it's a 15 to 20 minute time commitment and one of our acquaintances, I'm not saying friend because she's never actually hung out with us because she's always busy. Oh, my God. So anyway, she texted back. She's like, you know, I'm so busy and I'm also on a budget, so I can't do this. But let me know maybe some other time. And that's always the thing. Maybe another time we can hang out or it's always some other time I'm busy. And that is such a turnoff because really what busy means is I don't want to. Right? Or maybe I'm uncomfortable doing it because I don't, I don't know you. Um, it's I don't like, want to be exposed. I don't want to be judged going into a relationship. Right. But it's, it's, it's like I've told my wife on previous occasions, like the first time somebody wants to hang out with us and maybe it doesn't jive well. Or maybe we honestly, unfortunately, do have a scheduling conflict. I always tell my wife, okay, that's fine. But the next time this person asks us to do anything, we have to make it happen. Otherwise, it's gone. They will never ask again. And that's 
been kind of my personal philosophy, which has, of course, led me to hang out with friends and do strange things. But, um, yeah. Can I say that that hasn't happened to us? It's being, we haven't had an invitation from anybody since the Port Townsend days. In Port Townsend, everybody had dinner parties. We were always invited. I want to say it was more recently than that, but maybe I'm wrong. Who has ever invited us for a dinner Pandemic. No, 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 I'm not talking about a dinner. Aside. I'm just talking hang Or just out. to hang out. Who? 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 My who? wife, the owl, folks. Who? Who is it? Nobody. Who? 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 Nobody has invited us in years. I want to say I've, 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 I've thrown down that nugget of wisdom. And maybe it was you, kids hang out. Maybe you, it was... You threw out that nugget of wisdom when we were in Port Townsend. And, and, I, and I keep throwing it. But that was brilliant. I remember we moved there. And we were always invited to people's homes. These people were so brilliant and funny. The whole the whole town. They were so quirky. There was always so much going on. Drop of a dime, there's a parade. Remember? In the springtime. I, we don't know about winter and when it's all in miserable. In the summer. But... In the summer. Well, yeah, but... Remember the tight... The, the, uh, what's the tricycle race? Everybody huddles up. Everybody hibernates in the winter. Even in the winter, they would go, they would have these clubs. I, it's the first time I ever heard that club name, Stitch and Bitch, they had, remember? There's always something. There's They had things going on all the time. Anywho. Would you stop disagreeing with me? No, I love to disagree. Because you're not remembering. You're not remembering other things that we were constantly invited to year-round. Anyway. Oh, you make me mad sometimes. So what were we saying? Busy. Oh, so we were always invited to stuff. And I was like, you know what? I, Not tonight. So sometimes we would say no. And I remember that's when you said, you know what? We can say no this time. But if they ask us again and we say no, that's it. That's not okay. And that's just a personal belief. I, can I, you talk in the mic? That's just a personal belief. I don't know if that's actually true for everyone. I'm sure it's not. Well, but... I, I can say from personal experience... You know, we've asked people to do stuff or to come over or to, <laughs> we've invited them to our dinner parties and they'll say, no, that's fine. Understood. Okay. And then what the next time we ask them and they say no, and maybe there's a third time we ask them and they say no. And then we totally scratch them off the list. There, there is that. Right? Yes. So we're kind of following that, that rule that you <laughs> kind of set that thing we noticed in Port Townsend. Right. You know? So, anyway, what were we talking about? Help me out. Busy. I know we were talking about the busy word. So, anyway, this acquaintance said she was busy and that she thought it was going to cost money. She's on a budget. As soon as I explained to her, there's no money involved. We're just a bunch of friends, a bunch of idiots coming together. Not idiots, but, you know, trying to make things happen. And we're just going to hold ourselves accountable for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm morning kind of meditation on your own you can do it anytime there's no money involved and then she was all over it she was suddenly not busy and she's is she participating i was just gonna say she's been one of the greatest participators but what was that what was that wall of not making that effort to be part of this thing what was that really deep down? What is the problem? You suppose she's commitment phobic? No, I mean, yeah, I think everybody is now because 
why what is the deal what's the deep-seated thing the underlying underbelly problem here with effort in our society what is it is it fear of failure is it well for sure for me with a with a podcast it was definitely failure and fear of being judged so i was i'm just to this day i right now today i cannot make the effort of pressing the button to make all these episodes we recorded to go live to to or is that what you call it to go out in the world babe i don't do podcasts well <clears throat> funnily enough i suppose i do but i don't do the tech side of podcasts and also it's very intriguing when i was that week long workshop a few years ago at joe dispenza his program when he said people feel like they can't right they don't change their future they don't change their lives because they don't believe that they can like you don't believe that you can make your dreams come true so why bother right it's very sad but i it's a sadness i think that we all have in some way and back to the money thing not feeling optimistic mm -hmm. i can say for sure when i heard that i said to myself wow that is the truth right there for me I don't feel optimistic. And I think when you first see me, I probably seem like a very bubbly person that is very optimistic. Deep down all of my life, I've always felt this way. That's my secret truth is I always feel like, wow, am I going to be on the planet? I don't know. Things don't look so good. Like, is this going to last forever? And that's the problem when you start thinking, whatever you're going through is going to last forever. The pain you're feeling, forever. The thing about you, honey, that I love is you're very optimistic. But if someone were to look at us, it would probably, they would, much like how on the streets, if they looked at us, they would think that you would throw the first punch if we had to fight for our lives or like get into a fight with somebody you would do the damage but the reality is i would do the damage and i would run away <laughs> very monty python-esque run away and run away. you know you probably look like the hardcore person and me i'm this hippie chick maybe i don't know how people see me honestly i don't know how they see me i'm still very uh Befuddled? Is that a word? Yeah, befuddled is a I'm good word. I'm very befuddled about how people see me. I st it's, well, I don't know. But I'm, I'm assuming that they think I would be like the, woo, everything is all love and roses and everything. You're, but in fact, you are the optimistic person. And I'm just like, why bother? Do you think, do you see that? Or do you agree or no about us? I suppose maybe. I don't know. Oh, my God. Can you stop saying I don't know? It makes me insane. Sorry. <clears throat> Pick a lane. I am not sure. What's the word I'm looking for? Rage? <laughs> Anger? Look into Frustration? my eyes. You can see. Punchy. She's looking punchy, folks. Mm, you make me nuts. You're making me crazy? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what was the word that I had? I was going to do a whole blog on it, and it was going to be the title when we lived on Bainbridge Island. 
the neighbors that were really pissing me off. I said that they weren't considerate. Consideracy. I started to say I was I was frustrated for words. I'm like, these people don't have they have no consideracy. And you started laughing. I'm like, oh, that's not a word. Of is course it? I laughed. Because <laughs> I'm like hearing all sorts of, you know, other cassis. That's democracy. what happens when English is not your first language sometimes. First of all, do you know that you use your tongue? It's like Oh, exercise. I use my tongue, folks. No, it's just that it's like exercising. It's like going to the gym, right? If you're constantly doing soul cycle or whatever your muscles are used to certain things and it's no big deal. But if you all of a sudden go and do one of those acrobatic classes with a, you're hanging upside down and doing yoga in the air, it is hard. Even though you do yoga on the ground and you are a fit person, it's the same thing switching languages, right? Your tongue is not used to certain muscles. You, you, you have to use your tongue a certain way, much like working out. Why am I saying this? I totally forgot what I was trying to say. What were we talking about? I don't know. Stop I saying I don't know. Woo woo. Oh my god. Ah, take pity on me. It takes effort to communicate. It takes effort to speak a certain way. It takes effort to make certain sounds. It it takes effort to not be busy. It takes effort to be truthful and authentic. It does, for but sure. But honestly, it takes less effort to totally be authentic and say, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. I want to hang out with you. I really want to stay home. I don't want to leave my house. It takes less effort to just do that and say that instead of carrying a lie and having a wall up. Because you'll still think about it, that you said that, or you, you didn't say that, or do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, that sure. is more effort than anything else. So anyway, that's, what, what, what else can we say about that? Do you know you're scratching on your, um, you're scratching on your Buddha board or whatever that's called. What is that called? Boogie board. A boogie board. And it's, the mic is picking that up and I'm going to have to fix that in audio when I'm editing and it's making me nuts. Put it down. The acoustics in this room are terrible. See, what do you I mean? Can, like you rubbing your hand on your blue jeans right now, I'm going to have to edit that. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop moving. So do you want to talk about the judgment, the fear, the... What is it? What, what can we do to get past this? That's a great question. Um, I think... I think you probably laid it best on the line when you started talking about soul cycle and gymnastics upside down and whatever. I mean, I think it's a muscle. And I think the more you exercise a muscle, the stronger it gets. So in the programming world, where we sit right now is, so I sit there and I basically type words and phrases and whatever's into a computer. And then at some point, I have to let everyone else take a look at it. Wow. Judgment. Boom. But the thing is, is at some point you're just like, push it out there. The longer you think about it, the more you think about it past a point. There is, a, of course, a point. But the more comfortable you get pressing that button saying, go ahead and take a look. Go ahead. Bring your worst. 
um, the more you actually end up getting done because you're not sitting there going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I have to commit code. I have to, oh, but what if it doesn't work? But what if, but what if, who cares? You got to push it out there. You got to, you know, you've, you've provided it's the best code that you believe you can write based on time constraints and all the rest of it, all kinds of boring computer stuff. Um, that's fine. Take your best shot, please because it'll make me a better coder in that particular instance, but you're inviting judgment. Now, the judgment we get is much more, um, or let's say harder to refute, perhaps. Let's say, you know, the person judging has to defend what issues they find. And I think interpersonally, you don't see that. But um, at some point, you just get used to like, fine, I'll just push it out there and see what happens. I see what you mean. I think to, in order to get to that point of strength, because the way you're talking right now is, okay, I'm just going to press the button. I'm going to do it. To get to that point, I think you need to go through a certain, a couple of emotions. One is anger. Because I think what stems, the, the, pro, the problem really at the core of all of this, of no effort, is depression. I think as a society, there, uh, decade after decade, we've been moving towards a spiritual depression. People are sad. People feel hopeless. So everything I just kind of was saying about what the finance guy said, what Joe Dispenza said about people's dreams, you know, the health industry, the medical medium, mm -hmm. Carol May saying people much rather would have a fatal disease than making a simple change that would take them away from the disease. Just being in that comfort, it's depression. You don't, you cannot get up from that. And in order to move out of depression, you have to get to a state of anger, which now... You have to get to a state no, of anger. No, people do. I'm telling you. No, there are, there are, please let me, let me explain because... There are studies, like, who has the highest case of diabetes? I know you know because I told you. But who has the highest rate of diabetes in the world? It's the Tibetan monks. Okay? One of my favorite, favorite doctors, Dr. Martinez, he um, did this study, and they, and they were trying to figure out why is it the Tibetan monks have the highest rate of diabetes? And I can't explain it in a scientific manner, but you guys can look it up. Don't laugh at me. What's going on is when you see injustice, when you see such devastation, when you see your friends and family killed right in front of you, and you go straight from that to acceptance and compassion and praying for peace, that creates something in, uh, uh, oh, I, I really need my notes and I don't have it to, to explain scientifically what, what happens to your, um, what is it uh, with diabetes, the thing that's, that gets affected? Like your liver? Your blood sugar, your, um, your what's the thing? Kidney? Ah, no, not, not an organ. Um, insulin? Insulin. It, 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 the insulin levels get affected by suppressed rage. And I'm looking, you know, I've noticed this ever since I was a little kid. There's been such rage 
that has been pushed down. And over the last 12 years, I've seen it starting to bubble. Remember when we moved back to California, we went to Northern California. I was like, honey, it feels like people are so pissed off. What's going on? Such rage. And I was getting so much racism. And now, obviously, finally, everyone's waking up to the injustice that's been talked about for centuries. And we have riots on the street. I think that's a very good thing. We need to express rage. And for those of you who don't understand the rage, you need to listen to it. You need to let that be heard. Much like you, honey, when we get into a fight and I seem like totally irrational, I'm so grateful that sometimes you will just like let me rant and yell and act crazy to have me release I'm like a volcano let me release the rage the heat because it's just been stored up for so long for so many years from so many different areas in life you know whether it's career to getting such stuff thrown at me because of my background because of my race but again, see, this is just how we see the world. I don't see rage, anger. No. It's about empowering yourself. Exactly, but to but get up... I don't to get... see rage. You talk for how long? I wasn't finished. And I didn't interrupt you. And she's never finished, folks, so I just oh, have to like stand on in there. Oh, my God. I have wait to wait until this is there. over. We're going to get into it. Oh, my God. Seriously? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, mm -hmm. it's about empowering. It's about, you know, not but, a not a negative to me rage and anger negative. But to get up Feeling from empowered. bed, to get out of a lying state like lying down in a fetal position, something needs to move you energetically and the next step the next energetic step is anger is a good thing. Anger will have you get up and go F this shit. And so will a beautiful sunrise, and so will... Not always. Okay, first of all, <clears throat> I think the only racism, thankfully, that you've ever had has been you've been a long-haired guy. And, and the heat you got from growing up from your family, having long hair. Um. Right? By the entire world, thank you very much. Yeah, but you can just cut your hair and you're fine. Yep, that is definitely All true. Right? You can change that easily. You can't change the color of your skin or the way you look, right? True. So there's a certain um, rage that builds up for some people that you may not have experienced, honey. And I'm glad that you haven't because it sucks. It's a killer. It, it, it destroys you from the inside. And I think that that rage needs to be expressed. That anger needs to come out in order to get to the point of moving on. I'm not saying raging forever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying anger needs to be felt and expressed in order to move on to the next step of making an effort to create change. So I think depression 
the anger will get you out of the depression. It'll, it'll create movement is what I'm trying to say. And I understand. And again, as I previously stated, it's how you're seeing the world. It's how you're in it. And rage, anger, absolutely powerful motivator. So you disagree with me? No, no, no. Rage is an absolute great motivator for you. It's not for me. Rage and anger aren't great motivators for me. Well, you're just a walking... Um, what's that book? I forget words. You know, you're Hermes, Herman Hess. Uh, I'm, I'm, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. Uh, a, a Hessian, um, if you will, Hessian or whatever, um, hero typically dies by the end of the novel. So No, don't you die on me. I'm not saying that. What's the guy's name? The Buddha. Siddhartha. Siddhartha? I'm saying you're, you're, you're very, you're unique, Matt. You're unique. You're like, seriously, a Zen person. A Zen enigma wrapped in a riddle? I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's the point. Enigma, riddle, you're not supposed to know. Um, I'm saying the majority of us need to move through things and we can use anger as a means to get up off of our butts and create the lives we want. Getting pissed off enough to get up and walk and hammer something down. Now, good for you that you don't have rage. Good for me. Good for you that... <sighs> you know what? I hope... I'm going to knock on some wood because I hope... I hope that everything stays good for you. You know how sometimes they say, oh, the kids are so great. They're so lovely. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I say it, they get into some crazy fight. Heads start spinning around. And there, there are timeouts and I'm pulling my hair and I'm screaming in my pillow. So I hope that everything stays copacetic anyway let's move on i think rage is a good tool I, i'm not saying it isn't Anger. a good tool i'm just saying it's not it's not in my world good for you <laughs> that's her way of saying mm -hmm, and and <laughs> you guys you guys and your mother also wait we have to we have to tell our friends where good for you comes from the first time, the first time we heard it. So we were... First we, time I said it. No, you did not say it. Excuse me. Okay, let me just explain. Okay, the words good for you were not said, but it's what happened. So we were, can I say where we were? We were at UCLA and, you know, we're very interested in oh, martial Lord. arts. Martial arts, we love it. I was cross-training. I met Matt at his school. And so... Any kind of martial arts, we were all over it. So we went to this event, a sumo wrestling event at UCLA. All kinds of sumo wrestlers, men, women of all sizes. And let's not forget, the Polish national champ was there. That he, was super was cool. Was it the Polish guy that did that? That's the guy. Okay, so he was facing off with the Maori guy. Was he Maori? I have no idea. All tattooed up, very fierce looking. And when they were facing off, when they were like in the squatting position and slapping their thighs and stuff, 
the Maori guy would yell like a, like it was crazy. It was very scary. Well, I do know that the New Zealand team, the All Blacks, they have a thing. They have a whole ritual. Rugby, they have a whole ritual where they'll like do a Maori war dance. Yeah, it's very intimidating. And tough heck, yes, it is. And so this sumo wrestler would do that with every opponent, and it would shake the other opponent every time, and he would win. Until this one guy came up to him. Polish national champ. The Polish national champ. <laughs> and the Maori sumo wrestler did his call. <laughs> Tell him what happens. Tell him what happens. <laughs> and the Polish national champ is just watching him do this. And then when he's done, he gives him a thumbs up and a little smile like, wow, that was really impressive. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> and proceeded to knock him on his butt. He won. The Polish guy won. <laughs> National champ, of course. So, a few years later, um, you... Okay, can you explain to the folks what programmers have? Like you always say, programmers are, have this flaw. So, I'm a computer programmer, and I have many philosophies. I've worked with a lot of different computer programmers. Great ones, good ones, terrible ones, it average ones. It goes for ones. scientists, too, right? Anyone um, who's really in their heads. First of all, programmers... Typically, as a as an as a class, as a whatever you want to call it, as a profession, we're introverts. We like being by ourselves. We like solving problems. The other thing about a computer programmer is typically uh, we crave control, control over all else. Because when you, when you write a program, it's going to operate. We call it deterministically. So, given A, B, and C, it's going to output D always. At least it's better. Um, However, this leads to uh, a, my philosophy, an observed philosophy that says all, pro all programmers who are decent to good to great are fundamentally flawed in some way. You'll see a lot of anger issues. You'll see a lot of. But the other thing is, is because we're kept so kind of insulated and isolated inside of our little hive minds, and we're all so very logical, we'll say stuff that kind of makes us sound like a-holes. What can I say? So I think the event and that my wife is to referring you, to. You don't mean to be. Right. And we don't mean to be. Like the word comes out so wrong inside you're, you're thinking of a certain thing and it comes out totally the opposite. So what my wife is talking about is when we bought our home in Washington, um, we needed to get, we wanted to get hardwood floors put in. So I was calling around trying to find people who could do it for there me was, like super fast. We couldn't find anyone to do but any any one, work. One of the companies I called, I was like, hey, can you, you know, do something for me this week? And they're like, oh my God, we're super busy. We've got so much work. And I said, quite logically and quite innocently, good for you. And you were legitimately happy. I was happy for them that they were making money and they were doing well. I mean, obviously my situation is my situation, but you know, at but, least at least they're making well, bank. Well, back back up. So we Matt and I always talk about owning businesses and what it takes to be a business owner and how you how you can help and how we can help uh, local businesses. And so we, you know, back then especially, we always were like, let's let's always go not to the big guys let's go to the little guys and support small businesses right mm -hmm. so when you yes. said good for you you were legitimately like happy that this small business was doing so well that they were so busy right 
She heard something else. But, of course, I ended up sounding like an a-hole. Oh, my God. She was so upset with you. Well, no, no, no. And that's just it. See, my wife heard me on the phone. She didn't hear them on the phone. I have no... I still, but, to this day... But you told me what she said, and I could totally... I, I saw it. You know what I mean? Hey, look, I'm just naive and innocent over here, okay? But she was really upset with you. And she... But thankfully, she called you out on it immediately. What did she say? I don't like she basically said i don't appreciate your tone something like that right? my tone was i was sweetness and light lovely but she's like she was saying i don't appreciate your sarcasm when you, i wasn't being sarcastic yeah you, you and so you had to explain yourself that you really meant good for you i'm really happy for your business it's not good for me because we really need to have floors put in to our house but so it, it took a while for you to smooth that out, correct? Well, yeah, but... To clear up the misunderstanding. Right. Her misunderstanding. Because, <clears throat> of course, I'm still right. That's the other problem with the programmer. <laughs> we, pick, we pick very random hills to die on, I think. But see, that's another example of effort. It took effort on her part to call something out that probably hurt her feelings to call it out immediately right and it took effort on your part instead of saying well i could have just you. hung up yeah but it took effort on your part to to explain to her how you what you really actually meant and made sure that she understood that that was authentically sincerely happiness for her her business right and and there again you know are we identifying yet another reason why people don't like to hang out what? Well, I may have to explain everything. Well, yeah. And you know how exhausting I am, right? I mean, I'm not, folks. I'm sweetness and light. My wife <laughs> seems to think I'm exhausting. Well, like jokes that are not funny. I'm not going to be like... <laughs> it's exhausting to laugh and make the person think that that was funny. I'd rather just be stone-faced and go, I don't get it. Do you know what I mean? But then I have I'm, to explain it. Yeah, that's exhausting for everybody. Do you know? If it's not funny, it's not funny. <laughs> if it's not funny, just let, just go with it and like, keep going instead of like, having me like waiting for me to laugh. And now I'm like, oh my god, he's waiting for me to laugh. I don't feel like laughing. Too much energy. Too much effort. I can't do it. My nose is running. I really need to go get a tissue. Can you talk and I'll be right back? I don't know. What, 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 what huh? What Just are we talking talk about? talk to our friends. I'll be right back. I okay. need a tissue. This is how crazy my wife is. Um, um, God, why is she making me do this? Anyways, so we've identified um, people are busy uh, because obviously uh, people aren't necessarily as optimistic as we would like. Um, people are exhausted. Being authentic is, of course, exhausting. And what if they judge me and they don't like it? Um, there's a fear of failment, failure, and there's a, there there can be a lack of acknowledgement. Particularly, like if I'm talking with a friend and they're and you know I'm 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 really honed in on a particular issue that I feel very passionately about. Well, what if they don't care? What if they don't understand? What if they don't? And you know they may like me as a person, but. You know, maybe they, they, they don't understand how important things are and then for me to go through and have to explain the whole thing to them and maybe they still aren't going to get it. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear of rejection there for sure. She's back. I'm back, folks. Dry nose. 
Oh, thank God. I felt so much better. I feel so carry, much better. I had to carry the show for like 45 seconds. I'm exhausted. I heard a lot of ums. I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, 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 um. Stop it. I have to edit that out. <laughs> I'm uh? not going to. I don't think I am. Because this show will never make it. I have to quit. You'll have to cut the show in half. So, that's it. I mean, what else? I wish we had more people to talk to because I'm sure there are people out there that have much more smart, wise contributions to make to this subject. And it's just us meandering with coffee. To me, it just comes back to, it always comes back to Aikido. 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 Aikido is properly done when you're exhausted. I think Aikido forces you to be your true self. Elaborate. So what do you mean? When, so used to be Osensei, the founder of Aikido, he would, he would make his students do a whole bunch of random physical things. And when they were finally exhausted, then they would start practicing Aikido because Aikido is a martial art that doesn't involve, supposedly doesn't involve using muscles. Some schools well, do, some schools there don't. There are two schools. There are two lineages. One is pure muscle and strength and brutality. Well, that's Aikikai though. And then the other lineage is no muscle, purely energetic. So let's say you someone has you in a, a wrist lock behind you. See, I was trying to make a point, and okay, now you ahead. completely derailed me. I love the Aikido. I love talking but about it. But you derailed oh, wait, me, right, devil. Go back to your rail. Go back. Oh, oh, little pat on the shoulder. Like, <laughs> good boy. Go ahead. Now you can talk. You know, I love how you make it sound like I'm so overbearing. But like you are a control freak, too. Go ahead, honey. I said I was a control freak. I've said that from go. I say that every time I talk about programmer. Anyways, basically, for me, I think living can be so quote-unquote exhausting, exhaustive, I don't know, um, that I have to be my authentic, authentic self. I don't have the patience. I can't keep the story straight. I can't understand you know i can certainly stay away from topics and i can avoid certain topics but once you get one-on-one with me after about 20 minutes i'll lay it all out i don't care and that's i think the part of it is that i'm walking the earth and this is who i am and that's just what it is take it or leave it and you know i i i like who i am so if you're gonna say me not so much, then, you know, God bless you. Bye-bye. Exactly. I 100% agree with you. But there's no rage or anger. Well, no, I'm talking about when you're not feeling optimistic. It's good to use anger. I can't believe we're talking about this all over again. It's good to use the (laughs) anger to move you through if you're stuck in the hole. Now I forgot what I was going to say. I said I 100% agree with you. <sighs> That's it, folks. She 100% agreed with me. You are right. Do you want to hear that? You are right, husband. You wait, wait. So... You got to pat me on the head. You're right. <sighs> You're right. Rub my belly. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey. <laughs> uh... I'm just kidding. Okay, so. Thank you. Wow, folks. But that's the other side of effort. I am not going to make an effort to lie. And to be un, un, authentic, inauthentic, in, inauthentic, that's the word I was looking for. <clears throat> yes, I speak English. So 
it takes too much energy. I'm not going to make the effort of putting up any walls. I don't have time for it. There are big things I want to do in life. So that's that's the criteria for us about our the kind of relationships we have, like our relationship, for example. This is it. I'm not lying. There's no facade. Like it or leave it, this is who I am. I'd right. much rather have you leave right now knowing I'm just going to let you know who I am and have you leave and say to yourself, you know what? This person is not for me. Please, by all means, leave right now or walk with me. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So just being authentic. So that's the other side, the, the other side of effort. I will make an effort to communicate. I will make an effort to make sure that I don't put myself in your words when I'm listening to you. I will only listen to you as much as possible. Your words only without trying to put my experience into it. I'm going to listen to you purely, as purely as I can. I'm going to see you as purely as I can. That takes some effort for me not to interject my own stuff into it. However, I am not putting any effort into any lies. My voice is breaking because I was talking until 3.30 in the morning. Do you understand what I mean? Am I making myself clear? I think so. So there are two sides to the coin, the effort coin. One, we're not participating in lies. The other one is we're here to listen to our friends. We're here to listen to you. And once again, I hope people are listening to us. It would be nice. It would be so nice to have an audience of friends. Oh my God, wouldn't it be great if people would actually like call us and we could have conversations on the podcast and make make friends on the podcast, new friends, grow our family. Truth. So do you have anything else to say about this subject? Hmm. Let, me, let, me, <clears throat> let me refer to my notes. Boogie boy. No. That's good because I really have to go to the bathroom. There it is. There it is, folks. We gotta go. Um, we're here to listen. Thank you for listening to us. Talk to you next time. Thank you.